What is up guys and welcome to Navigating Pre-Teen Ministry. It's Sam Beam here and I am excited that you guys have decided to join me today. So sorry that we were a little bit later on Thursday. I hope you didn't want to listen to this at 5 a.m. Um, because, well, I didn't have it out then. This week has been pretty crazy. I've had a lot on my plate. Uh, we just started back Wednesday night meals. Uh, we have a restaurant in our church and so they used to uh, you know, provide meals each Wednesday, but they don't currently. But uh, it's a ministry, and it allows people to get in here easily. And so um, that's what we did. And it was, uh, it happened. How about that? People got dinner, and it was great. But there's a lot to learn. And as always in ministry, guys, we are seeking to learn and grow no matter what. So I hope you guys are doing great today. Um, today, before we jump in, I've got a shout out, uh, and that's just going to go to the uh, Kids Matter Podcast Network. Um, if you don't know, I am part of this network, um, and this network is a great network of content creators, um, of leaders, of ministers, of people who have been doing this a lot longer than me as well. So um, Ryan Frank has a great leadership podcast I would go listen to, um, and there's so many other leaders on there as well that um, lead well and uh, teach well, and I would strongly encourage you guys to go check them out. Now, our story time today is going to revolve around last night, Wednesday, we had an event, um, a back-to-school bash is what we called it, uh, but I've told you guys about this. The student's idea was to do a fundraiser and provide supplies for students who need them, uh, and so they did. Um, I had to drink a concoction of whatever as my punishment, but we raised over $200 in one single night with some preteens. And so guys, uh, as a preteen pastor, I know it's easy sometimes to underestimate these kids, but we raised $200 in a night because they wanted to do big things. And it's actually really cool. We we're in a series on Wednesday nights talking about how you're never too young to make a difference. Um, and and it, it, it was a great opportunity to show students that they were not too young. And so it was super cool to be able to teach that, um, be able to show kids that truth. So today, I wanted to talk about uh, if we are connecting with our preteens while we are teaching. I would say that communicating and teaching is one of my favorite um, parts about preteen ministry. I'd say it's one of the areas I'm most um, I feel most equipped in. It's it's where I feel natural. I feel comfortable when I teach, and so I really enjoy it. Um, and as somebody who enjoys teaching, I want to make sure that my teaching is the most relevant in connecting with my students. And so I've got four points today for you guys um, on some tips, some ideas, and some things to run through when you're thinking about your teaching um, and how you're teaching preteens. Okay. So my first one, guys, is are we relevant. Um, relevancy is something that we all worry about, right, as we get older. Um, even me as a 22-year-old find myself sometimes like, oh gosh, you know, like you're a kid and you're like, how do you not keep up with this? And now I'm 22 and like just getting out of that and I'm like, dude, I have no idea. I have no idea who these people you're saying are. Like, yeah, anyways, I I'm struggling. I, you, mm, it's just that. But on another note, uh, moving more into less the culture, but also the uh, societal and everything like that, um, I've done a podcast on what preteens are facing, um, and the reality is if we are teaching like we were teaching to 
preteens from 20 years ago, we're not going to be relevant. We're not going to give relevant examples. We're not going to give relevant, um, you know, ideas and stuff because they are facing an entirely different struggle and an entirely different culture than we did as preteens. So we have to ask ourselves, is our teaching connecting or is it bouncing off? Are we making a connection into their world or are we seeing things that does not connect it does not compute it just goes in and they can't connect to what you're saying so are we relevant are we engaging in a way that connects okay do they want to listen to us or do they have to right next one number two is are we on their level so when i say this i mean is our teaching at their level so we have I generally tend to run into two issues when it comes to being a teacher with preteens, okay? We either underestimate uh, and we give a lesson that would really, really connect with a bunch of first, second, and third graders, but our sixth graders want to claw their eyes out. Um, I ran into that the other day. I had some graphics from the lessons we're using on Wednesday, and it's an older lesson that I have. Um, and to say the least, I got roasted. I got flamed on stage. They could not take the graphics because they were cheesy 2012 graphics. Uh, I didn't take the time to update anything and I paid the price, right? I went for a younger age and I underestimated. And so it ended up being a distraction. My teaching wasn't that great or right. We overshoot it. Uh, our extremely thought-out exegesis of the messianic symbolism of the Psalms, uh, some reason, you know, put the group to sleep, right? Uh, and maybe we struggle with that, or we know some leaders that teach that kind of struggle with that, that, that want to dive deep, but the preteens aren't quite ready, okay? And preteens are a difficult balance. Like I said, um, when we teach, we have to engage in a mid-level. When I think about teaching in these levels, I think I think about it and, you know, kind of stair-stepping up, right? Preschool, when we're teaching preschool, it's basic principles, right? God loves you. God saved you. God wants, to uh, God wants you to make good choices. Um, God wants to be your friend, right? And then once you kind of move up into the, you know, the preschool and the early grade school, uh, you can start discussing truths about who God is, right? God is all powerful. We are sinful. We need God. God saved you. God wants a relationship with you, right? We can start talking about these um, concrete facts about who God is. Um, and so these ages, right, pre-preteen, they're purely concrete, like scientifically, brain structure-wise, pre-preteen, they, the abstract thoughts are not possible. In fact, a lot of them don't even have empathy and the ability to connect until they are, you know, seven, eight, nine years old. It just isn't there, which is, you know, it's something I learned through college, but like, it's crazy. But when we talk to these younger students, we are giving them concrete stuff because they can't think abstract. It just doesn't connect. Now, what happens is at the preteen level, the concrete starts to give way to the abstract. And so when we hit this preteen level, their world, their, their brain is literally, I've talked about it before, but it's literally basically like melting and restarting and beginning to form new links and new things. And so these abstract ideas begin to, uh, you know, pop up in their head. And so we can start approaching more difficult topics and asking questions instead of teaching facts. So 
uh, like when we're teaching, it's like how, we, we can begin to, to, to push the preteens to think on their own because that's the age they're at. So we start asking questions in our, um, in our uh, messages that aren't, you know, uh, what did God tell Abraham? But like, we can ask, how does God want me to respond? Or, or if God loves me, what does that mean for me? Or, or how can I use God's gifts to love others? Uh, and when we're teaching preteens, we need to turn the concrete ideas that they've been learning and flip them into more abstract, okay? Put them in the mental driving seat and allow their minds to play out these ideas, okay? Their minds to start, you know, toying with the idea of what would that look like? How do I respond, right? Give them these abstract ideas to fill their minds with, okay? So once again, we're teaching them at their age level. They're at a extremely strange age where they're uh, not quite develop developmentally ready for everything, but they are ready to start hearing these abstract ideas and applying them to their life. Number three, are we adapting with them? Is our teaching flowing with the flow of culture kind of similar to are we uh my first point which is are we relevant are we adapting with them okay so like here's an example among us remember that really big game yeah that's been out that's been out for months that's been that's not been a thing for like a long time among us not as cool anymore but you know what is so cool right now fidget poppets fidget poppets have you seen your preteens yet with like the little squares or there'll be different shapes and it's literally just bubbles that they like pop up and down yeah that's what's in right now i actually have a bit of them in my service um for students who need to fidget while service goes on but that's a different teaching but yeah poppets you ever seen them if you know what they are and you're like what is that weird silicone uh square yep they're poppets if you don't know look them up they're actually really cool but my point is um the culture moves at a thousand miles per hour especially in the preteen world right preteen they're just moving one thing to the next and if we aren't keeping up we're left behind okay and so what are we doing to keep up is my question what are we doing to uh, keep a pulse, a finger on the pulse of culture, right? Um, so I have a few resources I'm gonna link down below. Uh, there's a website called cpyu.org. Um, it's a Christian-based website, but it just has some like culture stuff to help us keep up, uh, but also uh, do some culture research, as I like to call it. And what that looks like is gonna be interesting, but BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed is a pretty good uh, thermometer for the cultural uh, feeling at the time, right? Their articles, their memes, their uh, news stories, right? And it's targeted for the youngest of audiences, right? It's targeted for those Gen Z kids um, and younger millennials. And so it's really going to kind of feed into uh, some of that. And what about the Billboard Top 100 songs, right? Uh, like it or not, a lot of your preteens are probably starting to listen to the to these songs and so what are these songs what are they saying what is it uh, what's trending on netflix right now you know a lot of preteens watch netflix or what's the most popular game right is it among us not anymore if you want to know guys it's roblox in case you're curious roblox funny enough is a game that i played years ago when i was a preteen and it wasn't popular at all i never knew anybody else who played it 
but they have taken off recently and Roblox is an extremely popular game among young kids, boys and girls alike, which is interesting. So if you wanna go look that up, go for it, okay? But as society changes, like I've always said, so should our teaching. Uh, not only societally though, but also behaviorally, which I think is a word, but I might've just made that up. But like it or not, we live in Instagram social media generation, which means uh, there is a legitimate and very real war for your preteen's attention. People say that we live in the attention economy now, which means we are no longer um, buying a product, we are the product for advertisers. So every phone, every tablet, every TV, every computer is vying for our attention. So advertisers, advertisements, uh, you know, influencers can get their brand out there which means we've created a culture that is next thing to the next thing, right? We are moving as fast as we can. We are a seven second TikTok. We are the YouTube shorts. We are the Instagram reels, right? We are fast, quick videos and our attention is gone, which means we are warring for our preteen's attention every time we are teaching, okay? Are we in this battle with these students? Or is the next YouTube video or game of Roblox swirling in your student's head, okay? So when I say that, I mean, how are you captivating your preteen's attention while you teach? Are you being relevant? Are you being engaging? Are you throwing elements in there that connect with them and get their attention, okay? How is your teaching captivating your preteen's minds? And finally, are we creating space for growth in our teaching, okay? Our teaching, uh, can be a lot of things. But if we don't allow space for them to grow, then we're not gonna be as effective, okay? Uh, so for instance, we're, we're switching curriculums right now, and the curriculum we're moving to has a, uh, a handout each week that allows my preteens to take notes about the lesson, which I think is phenomenal. Um, so many of these preteens uh, learning how to you know abstractly think and write it down on paper is gonna be huge. And so our small group structure is gonna change and shift towards um, what it looks like to take notes or what it looks like to, um, you know, hear and then put it on the paper um, to comprehend, right? So uh, I'm trying to create space for my preteens to grow through this, right? What about interactive elements, right? In your, in your message or in your story or whatever, are you, uh, giving call outs, verbal, with response or not, it doesn't have to be, but are you allowing your preteens to interact with the story either mentally or physically, right? The preteens, a lot of them need that physical or that mental interaction, right? Uh, where they either think of a, of a situation in their head or, or practically live it out in front of them, right? Are you creating real world thoughts right, that connect, and that goes back up to being relevant and, and teaching on their level. If we're not creating thoughts and ideas that match up with them, then they're not gonna be able to uh, grow in that because they're not able to abstractly, you know, live out that situation in their head. So questions that stir the imagination uh, and move from concrete to abstract are super important. So I want you guys to be sure uh, that you are figuring out what that looks like in your own teaching. And then finally, guys, small group and, and discuss and, and all of that is super, super important for creating space to grow. So uh, if, you're, if you don't 
if you don't have those right now, I encourage you guys to uh, see about setting that up. Uh, or maybe you have Sunday school or whatever that looks like. Just have an area that allows your preteens to dive a little bit deeper, to discuss a little bit more, and figure those things out. So I know that was a lot, guys. There was a lot going on there. But recapping these four points uh, one more time, guys. Are we relevant, okay? Are we uh, captivating their attention with stories and examples that make sense, right? Are we on their level? Are we teaching in a way that is both abstract and concrete that allows the students to grasp the story but also interact with it in their heads, right? Are we giving them those abstract questions to start wrestling with? And are we giving them somewhere else to go with it? Number three is are we adapting with them, okay? Are we following the flow of culture? Are we keeping tabs on the next hit game? Um, or are we still talking about Among Us, which might not connect anymore? Uh, and then finally, are we creating space for growth? Is our lessons and our teaching allowing students to expand their mind and expand their under understanding of the gospel and then uh, reinforcing it through questions and note-taking in small groups? So that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I hope it made sense. Uh, There's a lot just coming out, but thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys this Monday for our nugget. Bye.